Oh, you take it from me. You go up there, you're gonna have one hell of a time. <laughs> Look at that. The oxygen mask. What the hell was she gonna do with that? Breathe, bitch! <laughs> Welcome to Doubled Feature, podcast about twin films. I'm Dan. I'm Max. Hey, Max. Let's start the show. Max, what you been watching, man? Well, we're just getting right into it. You're not even going to ask me how I am or what's been going on. We hung out yesterday and the day before. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. We So, just to talk, I guess we can talk about our own lives. This is sort of like a bloggy kind of thing, right? Don't call it a blog. A blog? No, but, no, we can... Blog? No, don't an be... olog? What's an no, audio don't call blog? anything a blog. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. But we don't come up with something good. I'm taking my blog off. Oh, we've been getting We're into just chatting. We've been getting into some just like adult outdoor activities. Oh yeah, we're big playing pickleball old man sports. The new thing is playing a shit ton of disc golf. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm loving just disc hanging golf out more. And yeah, more. I'm loving disc golf, but you don't want to play pickleball anymore. I still want to play pickleball too. I want to play pickleball. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's hard to make time to play disc golf and pickleball. Yeah. I saw a friend yesterday and said something about how we've been playing disc golf. He was like, "Man, you really are getting into all the old man sports, huh?" Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody I've mentioned turns out I like all ages sports because they're not as hard, and I can drink beer while I do them. Everyone that I've mentioned playing both pickleball and disc golf too, it immediately. If they're somebody that is like at least remotely into some sort of like activity, immediately they perk up and they're just either one or both. Wanna, oh, can I come? Yeah, I want to come play. Yeah, a lot of people want to come play. We're we're men about town. Yeah, we're trendsetters. We're out there, dude. Yeah, people just want to be around us. That's right. Uh, what have I been watching? Uh, well, one thing that I watched that you also watched. Yeah, let's get right into that one. We saw old baby. The beach that makes you old. M. Night, M. Night is, is back. back. Um, sort of. We're gonna, I mean, he's back. We, we'll avoid big spoilers. Yeah. Everyone knows that the beach makes you old. Right, that's the like, The trailer shows you th- that the beach makes you old. M. Night is back in a, in a physical sense. <laughs> Maybe not in a substantive, substantive this, sense. This is like straight up in the middle of M. Night's filmography for me. Mm-hmm. Like pretty pretty right splat in the middle. Like I, it's it's a it's like a signs for me. I put it pretty firmly upper mid, upper mid midnight. I haven't seen his first two movies. One his student film, Praying with Anger, and then I haven't seen since like the nineties. Uh, his like family comedy with uh, Rosie O'Donnell, Wide Awake. I have not um, seen either of them. But those. I've seen all of his modern movies. He, I don't even think, considers those in his movies. He thinks he just started at The Sixth Sense, and I'm kind of inclined to agree with him. I, I, I would put Old ahead of After Earth, The Happening, Lady in the Water, Avatar, uh, Glass. Yeah, I, I mean, I have it right under Glass. I, I'm outspokenly a Glass defender. I have it 7 out of 12 for him right after... I got Unbreakable, Six Sense, Village, Split, Glass, The Visit, Old. Then Signs, and then there's a hard drop off. <laughs> I, I think I some of his movies are borderline unwatchable. Like Last Underground, 
Last Airbender and After Earth are atrocious movies. I would put um, Signs and Old somewhere kind of near each other, uh, with Signs being a little bit better. Um, I have Signs and, and Old and right old, next to each other, yeah. Old at about um, seven. So I would put Split, The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, The Visit, The Village, and Signs ahead of it. The Everything Village is below. underrated, dude. I think I, The Village is also underrated. I, village is my third favorite M. Night movie. I, um, I enjoy The Village. I, I think it's really, really good. Um, I don't Signs, think I think, third. is overrated, though, because I remembered liking it, too, and I watched it again last year, I think. I'm like, wow, Signs really isn't very good, huh? Si- Signs is really solid. Um, rewatching it uh, over the last like year or so, I do think... I, I have a problem with Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix's performances in the movie and something that's before people knew what to do with Joaquin right before he became like an actor like he was just acting he's like just trying to figure out his place in his brother's shadow right I think his brother was probably I think passed by then but he was still like had been the less successful younger brother still just kind of figuring out what he does he wasn't like a movie star yet right right I think this is this is something that both of you and I agreed with on old is that I, M Night Shyamalan probably just doesn't really know how to direct actors very well. Yeah, people love love to talk about how poorly he um writes dialogue, which I do agree with and it's part of it, but I think there's some there's got to be something about how he directs his actors right. because getting the kind of flat performances from great actors like um uh the mom in old uh, Vicky Cripes she's fucking incredible in Phantom Thread yeah she, like it's Paul Thomas Anderson directing you like um he's <laughs> i would just say in in a vacuum Paul Thomas Anderson is a better director but um cuz I, I think in in signs both Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix they they come off super fucking goofy and ultimately it detracts from the greater um quality of the movie one of the biggest but it's a issues, pretty solid film it's it's okay i yeah it's okay i remember it being so much better and i think a lot of that was how scary the little bits of alien you got were like when it yeah. came out um that video where the alien walks past the frame in the video from brazil like that fucking got me when this movie came out and now it just doesn't hold up it looks really bad now um, but uh, it's got uh, a very young Abigail Breslin, um, yep. who I always remember that scene where uh, the house is that they see in a illustration is completely burned down and stuff, and it looks exactly like their house. And I just always remember Abigail Breslin going, "Same windows." <laughs> M Night just in his wheelhouse, getting some creepy little kid shit. But then uh, Rory Culkin, yeah, a seldom seen Culkin, the lesser Kel- Culkin. Like uh, the lesser on his like own, right? One, but, yeah, one of the very low Culkins. Like, but he's great in Scream Four, um, Lords I, of Chaos. About, I've never um, seen Lords of Chaos. About the uh, black metal church burnings and stuff. Uh, he's supposed to be good in that. It's supposed to be a good uh, movie too. It's on definitely. It's on my watch list. Um, he's got his own little niche as you know the third Culkin. 
uh, making his way, right? So anyway, anyway, we got super off track talking about old, but that's probably for the better. Yeah, I don't think we have much more to say outside of it's not know, a crazy twist movie. No, like some M Night movies are. But yeah, there's, don't a, go there's a bit of a twist. Don't, something totally off the wall, like yeah, the Sixth Sense. I don't want. Was. I don't want to give anything. Uh, away to people but there's i mean you know there's stuff going on you're waiting to figure out what he's doing with you that's kind of the whole i would recommend seeing it yeah Um, i like it there's there's some like i said it's upper mid Shyamalan. um there's some there's some fun stuff going on with the camera yeah sound design and whatnot there's a couple sequences that i've already seen people mentioning are very uh junji ito if you're familiar oh, big with time. his yeah. uh, work, the manga artist. Yeah, I, s- I said Enigma Kamigara Fault yeah. like, as soon as we walked out of the theater. It's, um, it's very easy to make that illusion. There are some big time uh, inadvertent laughs and jokes. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of it is a character just explicitly saying exactly what they're doing or thinking. Uh, and it's funny because it's like, yeah, no, I got that already. Like describing that rust is uh, a toxic in your bloodstream. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I got it, dude. Like, you didn't have to say a lot of stuff like you, that. Uh, I'll I, I'll leave that at that because I don't. The want to the one thing spoilers. that got like a huge laugh out of me, um, that it was not is a uh, a character witnessing something pretty uh dramatic and just going, oh damn, yeah, <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> that character was good in general. He was. He was actually just one of the better characters. I thought yeah. he was one of the better performances. It, it's, we can t- talk about him. There's a rapper on the yes. beach named Midsize Sedan. And just the the n- name that M. Night came up with seriously to like clown on how he thinks rapper names are goofy and he's naming the guy Midsize Sedan. It's not funny in the way he thought it was funny, but no. it's funny outside of that, metatextually. The one other movie that I wanted to talk about for this segment um and i will keep it very brief is jungle cruise Mm -hmm. starring one dwayne johnson i'll refrain from calling him the rock other than this comment here because it seems like he's really trying to uh distance himself from being the rock you're talking about dj yeah i'm talking about dj you so you said that you also find it very strange that when you hear other people talk about him they call him dj all the time yeah it's weird very weird Um, changing your nickname late in life is crazy to do yeah so Tough. yeah dwayne johnson jungle cruise based on the disney ride uh is it is this only the second disney movie based on a disney ride no it's i mean at least the third what is jungle cruise haunted pirates. mansion and pirates haunted of the caribbean mansion. oh haunted mansion You're yeah. right good good um, good pull so we got Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt, and uh, and our kind of third lead is uh, British comedian Jack Whitehall, who uh, is very funny, if you don't know who he is. Uh, just a family, like, adventure movie. It is PG-13 for a couple of kind of, like, scary Do they get their things. one fuck in? No, I don't think they do. Damn. I don't remember it. I normally I think everyone knows that. that, right? That you get, you can say fuck once in, in a, a PG-13, yeah. but I think it has to be, like, as an expletive, not talking about a sexual act yes yeah yeah um, they don't use it damn it, it'd be get, weird if they did probably you get some stuff if you're a fan of the um the ride just some like straight up lines ripped from like your tour guide on the ride says yeah in a f- kind of fun little opening sequence uh big the mummy vibes mm. the brendan Fraser, uh oh. the mummy remake i like me. this yeah it gets 
pretty wild in the third act with a lot of like mystical stuff and i like the pirates movies too yeah it's if you liked pirates of the caribbean any of those movies if you like uh the brendan fraser mummy movies uh dead man's chest you're gonna be into this movie i gave it a three and a half i i i very much enjoyed it it's a movie that um i've got the regal unlimited thing now so i Mm -hmm. wouldn't mind going to see it again and when it comes out uh where like home video or whatever i'll definitely watch it again yeah damn yeah i got regal unlimited too maybe i'll catch this in an afternoon yeah for sure it yeah no that like for you like getting off early from work going and like Mm -hmm. watching it it's two hours long it's like i've never seen a movie in a theater by myself before you're gonna love it i'm finally going to i've wanted to for a while i've been like working up for to this yeah i'm excited (laughs) for it i saw now i have unlimited it's gonna be too easy to go see a movie two of the four movies i've seen by myself were uh the shape of water and the lighthouse yeah weird ones yeah (laughs) the shape of water for the shape of water was me and like seven old ladies at our uh like Podunky AMC, and then uh, all the old ladies. I think we're just getting. I think they were getting really horny for the fish man. Yeah, I think they were there to see a hot fish guy. Yeah, uh, the lighthouse. I was getting horny for Sally Hawkins. I love Sally Hawkins. Yeah, she's great in the movie too. Um, the lighthouse was me and two other guys that look almost exactly like me, and we all basically sat as far away from each other as we possibly could. I got there early, so I got the middle seat. This is pre-COVID. Too. Yeah, this yeah. is pre-COVID. Um, <laughs> it was exactly what you would expect, and it was like uh, an 11 p.m. showing at one of our like small theaters in town yeah. that only has like six screens uh because it was the only theater that still had it and uh i couldn't get anybody to go with me so i went along i didn't go with you because i had to work the next day yeah and i regret it I, sh- I mean i wouldn't care anymore about being sleepy that day but i would have seen that movie in theaters uh, i really wish i had done that what else have you watched that you want to talk about briefly? i uh since we watched uh the world's end it got me thinking i gotta watch the rest of the cornetto trilogy so I did do that. I watched uh, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Um, I've now seen Hot Fuzz so many times that it's just like nothing anymore. It just like, I don't really have to pay attention. Just everything happens. But it's it's still so good. The dialogue's so good. Um, I must not have not seen it since like I became a fan of Alice Lowe. Like, no, I would have noticed. I would have at least seen her in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. I don't know, but Earthman's Dark Place on Amazon now. So if you haven't watched it, oh please do! Oh, it's fucking so fucking good. Show. Six episodes, twenty three minutes or whatever. Um, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, incredible. From a guy who's outspokenly doesn't like TV, uh, one of my favorite TV shows ever, miniseries, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, she plays uh, 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 what's his name, the uh, old James Bond, um, the guy who runs the grocery store. Oh, um, the, the shit, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton, yeah. Um, she plays his like sexy assistant. Um, yeah, Hafa's fucking rips. Um, maybe still like it a little bit better than The World's End, and then Shaun of the Dead solidified. Still, yes, is my favorite. It's so fucking, it's so good, dude. I can't separate nostalgia from it. Um, I think that's what really got me excited about zombie movies again. It was like that, and um. 28 days later were like the big ones when like the whole zombie thing kicked off back in the day. Um, 
Yeah, I loved it. I was so happy to have watched them again. Shaun of the Dead's a five star. Hot Fuzz like a four and a half, and The World's End was a four. Whole trilogy fucking rules. Yeah, um, love it. Can't wait for new Edgar Wright movie coming out soon. He um, there's some documentary he made about the Sparks Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called like the Sparks Brothers, your your favorite band's favorite band. Yeah, so I, got, I should just check that out just because. I don't know jack shit about it, and it'll probably be good. But yeah, last night in Soho coming out soon. Um, the middle, the the uh, daughter from old, is uh, the main character that's not Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, nice. Okay, mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to the films that we watched this week. We'll we got- talk about them because something yeah, else. We, we can't escape these movies. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. And I definitely can't because in the last day mm-hmm. i'm gonna say day because i finished we're talking about escape room and no escape room yeah uh 2018 no escape room and 2019 escape room horror films about escape rooms you guessed it well guess what Dan? you remember when there were escape rooms are they done with that no there's does that go on they're anymore? getting they're getting bigger they're getting oh. there's more and more you're seeing this every day oh. they're turning into the I starbucks of uh in room theme attractive event spaces uh, yeah man. <laughs> yeah man <laughs> whatever <laughs> uh there are two 2017 movies also called escape room mm-hmm. so i today i'm gonna say today yeah i watched four escape room based horror films dan none of them are good right i'm in a I'm. I feel like I'm in an escape. Room. I I only watched two. I watched the two that you picked for mm-hmm. this episode, which is 2019 Escape Room, directed by Adam Robitel, which I'll go ahead and say it's the only real movie. Like it's bad, but at least it's like an actual movie. I wanna um, I wanna give Adam Robitel, um, you know, I wanna give him a compliment, and then I also want to give him a not a compliment. Okay, well, hold on. I'm telling the people which ones I watched. Okay. The other one I watched is 2018 No Escape Room, directed by Alex Merkin. His last name means a pussy wig. Fuck this guy. I hate him. It can be a ball wig, too. Whatever. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. Merkin's just a pubic never, wig. Never needed it. Pubic wig. It's just a Merkin. <laughs> the opposite problem of whatever would get you needing a pussy wig. Um, This one... Neither of us realize, you especially when you picked it, uh, is yeah, a sci-fi original movie uh, edited for commercial breaks for TV. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix right now, masquerading as a real movie. I would very much uh, suggest it is not a real movie. Um, you've never heard of anyone in it. Uh, it. The only, when we usually do our budgets and our ratings and stuff, the only uh, thing I could find is that Rotten Tomatoes audience gives it a 30, doesn't have a budget or a gross or actual critical reviews or anything like that. Yeah, uh, Escape Room 2019, directed by Adam Robitel, as you mm-hmm. said, does have uh, Taylor Russell, Logan Miller, uh, Deborah Ann Wool, who uh, a lot of people would recognize from True Blood, the Daredevil series on Netflix. Jay Ellis, Tyler Labine, who uh, you might recognize from something like Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. He is a big time like comedy actor uh, <laughs> in smaller roles. I like Tucker and Dale. Uh, Tyler Labine is great. 
I've honestly, I think there's one movie of his that I've seen that I just didn't like, and it wasn't because of him. Uh, so I'm always happy to see him. Uh, Nick Dodani and Yorick Van Wagening. I don't know how to say that name. Yeah, you could probably just skipped him. I'm yeah. I'm just gonna. We're just gonna move on. Nine million dollar budget. Uh, but made one hundred and fifty-five point seven million yeah, at the box office, good. which is the main reason that there is Escape Room Two Tournament of Champions I, in theaters right now. I looked back at my letterbox review from when we watched this movie, like shortly after it came out, sometime in twenty nineteen, and uh, I said I gave it a star and said I can't believe like how sure of themselves they were to set up a sequel at the end of this movie. Cause it was a piece of shit. And I was like, no way would they ever do this again. And then boy, how as, as we were recording escape room Two tournament of champions, the sequel to this movie is in theaters. Uh, probably yeah. won't be anymore by the time you guys uh, hear this episode, but them boys bet on themselves and they won big time, big time, dude. Uh, I, I read a weird statistic. Most of this movie's money was made overseas. It made like just under a hundred million overseas. Um, and I read some statistic that uh, the way everything's calculated and stuff, it only made like forty six million dollars. Like, huh. okay. I don't know what that means. I don't know how budgets work for movies really because like even when a movie has a budget and makes that amount of money back, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a success. Right, they, they have some insane way they like figure yeah, out there, these things. There's right. people that get paid way more than you and I will ever get mm-hmm. paid in our entire life. Yeah, so because like, 46 mil is just doing pretty good. Yeah, whereas yeah. we'll never have that much money. Um, but I was gonna say Adam Robitel mm-hmm. directed this movie. I I do want to give him props. He directed a pretty great little 2014 found footage movie called The Taking of Deborah Logan, which is um uh about a woman going home to care for her mother who has uh dementia alzheimer's something like that and uh as uh she's there it gets more sinister as it goes along it's a great like it's a legitimately great little movie um and then he directed the worst insidious movie the fourth one uh and then these two escape room movies and is getting another insidious movie apparently they're making a fifth insidious which is fine. I like the series, but they're not getting any better. They've consistently gotten worse. Um, Insidious is the one with the Darth Maul guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're going to a fifth one. They're going to have a fifth one. Holy shit. I've yeah. only seen the first one. And you told me I can stop there because I only liked the first half. Uh, Yeah. This The second one gets is is also good, but definitely plays on the wackier side. Yeah, of that's a, that's the that movie. shit I didn't like. Um, and then the third and fourth are just kind of a pretty, they kind of start dipping into more of your traditional kind of indie yeah. quality fare and horror. Max, um, we agreed to break tradition mm-hmm. instead of giving our synopsis synopses. We're just going to go into these movies. Cause I mean, the premise of both is there's an escape room. People go to an escape room and then start, pe- they start dying. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, the sci-fi one. Almost nothing happens besides that. It's, um, it's the exact same room. exact same con- concept for the two 2017 movies that are also called Escape Room. Um, do you want me to talk about those just briefly? Yeah, since I had um, so we've got um, 2017 Escape Room, 
Directed. One of Skeet Ulrich, right? Yeah. So this is the that's the one this I'm talking about. Not going great. Uh, directed by Peter Duke, starring uh, Skeet Ulrich and some other people that have been in stuff, but it's not worthwhile going into. Skeet Ulrich from Scream. Yep. From just, uh, the Craft, a couple other things. Yeah, he was big time when he was younger and yeah. hot, and now he's older and not very hot. Yeah. Um, Hollywood just choose you. So this yeah. one uh, is four friends go to a an escape room run by skeet ulrich um, oh he runs the escape yeah so he's not in it very much he's got <laughs> five or six scenes uh the wild thing about this one is it starts off with a 10 minute opening scene with two middle eastern guys burying a box that apparently contains a demon because that's mm-hmm. the crux of the movie because then skeet ulrich buys the box and uh it the demon possesses his worker so now they're stuck in this escape room with a guy who's trying to kill them mm. Um, so they're in a normal escape room, but there's a crazy guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, so that's a little different in form than these other yes, ones. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. it's the only one that is like a purely sort of unique take on how we kill the people. Where in all three of the other movies, it is some sort of the rooms are sort of these like saw like contraptions yeah. that people are dying in. Um, and the and the guy is like a a worker. He's supposed to just be like an actor in the scene kind of thing because it's like a horror themed escape room um this one is also (laughs) even taking into account that no escape room is a tv movie this is the one that is by far the lowest budget and least a movie out of all of them Damn, it has having watched no escape room it's hard to believe something is it just less of just a a movie (laughs) um I'll get into it, my thoughts on No Escape Room. It has a uh, classic indie movie fare as only in two rooms the entire time. Yeah. The color that. grading is gray. There's yeah. one color in the entire movie. It's gray. It looks horrible. It's one of the worst looking movies I have ever seen. Not not having seen it, I know the general yeah. look you're talking about. Uh, You've super made stiff. me watch movies that look yeah, like yeah. this. Uh super stiff acting from everybody uh skeet does uh okay job um just ultimately not very good at all there's not really much redeeming i can say about it the two main characters are pretty uh insufferable like horror fans that just kind of argue about which horror movies they like the most the entire time then i also watched 2017's escape room mm-hmm <laughs> Uh, directed by if you're listening Will closely Wernick. both of those movies are called escape Room. yeah came out the same year uh and this one is uh six um horrible disgusting people who are all rich late 20 something early 30 somethings um go to an escape room for our unlikable main character's birthday and are all um Seemingly having a good time until uh, two people get burned by some sort of acidic gas uh, and die. Then they all start dying. And um, I, <laughs> this one I didn't like. It has it has a decent production quality to it. Uh, the rooms look nice. Uh, the film itself looks nice. It's color graded in an appropriate way and um, is is not a disgusting movie to look at. Um, no character at any point uh is anything close to likable. 
um, either they're just horrible people or aren't given a chance to be likable at any point. Um, and then the our final girl, I'm going to put that in quotes, uh, is the girlfriend of the main character. And once they get to the escape room, she is literally stripped naked and put in a cage for the rest of the movie for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. And it's disgusting and exploitative and uh made me hate the movie a lot and i'm a fan when I, when I say there's not enough sex and nudity in movies that's not what i mean right and and that's coming from somebody myself who is a fan of like 70s and 80s grindhouse which was sure. literally exploitation film like i like those movies there's a fun quality to them um taken you know with a grain of salt because of how exploitative they are because a lot of the times those guys did have something like weird and fucked up to say and just presenting it in these, you know, grotesquely horrific ways with all of their like nonsense. Right. This movie had nothing fucking to say. They wanted to take a woman and put her nude on film, probably because horror movies have boobs and it's gross and it sucks and it's fucking stupid. What kind of voice was that supposed to be? I don't know. <laughs> Just dumb that's, guy. That's not a normal nerd type or whatever. I don't. I couldn't just tell. just dumb guy voice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Definitely skip both of the. Definitely skip both of those movies. Uh, definitely skip uh, No Escape Room too. Even though we're about to talk about it. Let's start with No Escape Room. Yeah, definitely. Um. So this one we actually watched for the pod. Like I said, it's yes. on Netflix. Uh, it's a sci-fi original. You can find it really easily if you want to watch it um sci-fi original just to give you an idea of the quality of actors we're getting in this i pulled up uh the main guy dad it's it's mainly about a father and daughter um the male lead is named mark ganime uh his last name has anime in it pretty weird um star of other such films as christmas with a view twinkle all the way candy cane christmas always and forever christmas just making the classic guy in a green sweater lady in a red sweater standing back to back near a christmas tree uh hallmark channel christmas tv movies that they churn out dozens of every single year uh that's the quality of acting we're getting for this one man and it's not like he's I mean, he does some horrible acting in it but so does every character like every everyone in this is really really bad um i thought the main chick did okay at certain points she's fine okay so Jenny i'll get Ross it I'll get, yeah I, I agree with you but she's at the crux of one of the biggest issues with this movie is that uh she's meant to be a 16 year old girl yes. and uh immediately has a flirtatious relationship with like a 35 year old hunk yep. that's also in the escape room gross as fuck insane um so yeah they're she's like obsessed with her phone they're trying to take a day trip together their plans get canceled their car breaks down so they decide to go to an escape room they get a little tip at this diner they're reading a newspaper in a small town and go to an escape room and there's like four other three other people there there's the one chad guy who's there solo and there's the chad I think guy, a married couple uh his name is andrew played by dennis andre um all of these movies have uh, something in common, which is a, to, I, a becoming a traditional horror movie trope 
It's one of my least favorite character tropes um, across all of cinema, uh, where you have a character who is needlessly mean and dickish to somebody else for no fucking reason. Which guy are you talking about? Andrew. He is so shitty and like mean to uh, the dad character throughout they both the entire the opening of the movie. It's horrible. Yeah, he's a Chad out chatting the virgin dad because they both want to fuck the dad's daughter. I don't give a... That's not reason enough. Like, that's just you putting jokes on it. He's needlessly, like, mean and, like, shitty for no reason. It, it sucks. There's yeah, characters he, he like that a in little, all four of these He movies. does a little gag about uh, how he actually is from the... He works for the escape room. He's, like, a plant. And it, which they try to bring back later. They're just like, I don't trust you. You said you were with the thing. It And it gets dissolved. Yeah, it's, it gets nothing. brought up and dissolved in the same scene. Right. Which is also just bad writing. Um, so the one... There's a couple of things that I, I liked about this movie. Like, legitimately liked. What do you, what do you got? Um, when they're at the diner. <laughs> uh, and they're, he, the dad's kind of this very clumsy tv movie scene of he's a hot guy it's weird how much his daughter hates him yeah and he's she's like bitching to her wait, friends she's supposed about to not him. hate him because he's hot her she's like telling her friends how much her dad sucks she hates hanging out with him and her friends in real life would be like no nah, dude your dad's hot yeah they you're would. so lucky to be with your hot dad uh but he's like i think that's what teenage girls talk like going through the um i guess like not help wanted ads. He's going through a newspaper looking for stuff to do in town. Yeah, not something that actually happens anymore. No. But and he he does he finds it in like the escape room and remembers, all newspapers have a listing of yeah. local attractions, right? Uh, finds this escape room and remembers that his daughter has mentioned liking like Her wanting to do escape one, rooms. Yeah. So they call over the waitress and ask her like how to get there, and she goes into this whole thing about like that place. You don't go to that place. And like doing this, people, putting this whole act on. People go up there and they don't come back. Yeah. And I'm like, if this is that movie, I'm like, yes, this is fun. And then they do subvert it by being like, it's the waitress was just like fucking with them. It's yeah. just like, no, no, you you guys will have just fun. It's like down the street. Is the yeah. Best. yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, okay, like that's fun. Like that's a that's a, a fun scene. The waitress actually like pulls it off Maybe convincingly, like performance scene. wise. Um, and then once they get to the escape room, it's kind of the theme of it. It's all in this like one house. So, like the entire house is the escape big, room kind big of thing. Haunted house. Um, and they're approached by uh, a young woman who is like kind of like the hostess and she's putting on this act. Like she's like, they've known each other and she's like, yeah. it's supposed to be like a ghost kind of thing. And once she kind of gets them all into the room, there's some clumsy stuff with like a guy who's on her phone and a character who's done a bunch of escape rooms because that happens in all four of these movies. Um, But as our hostess starts kind of going through the game and talking about the story is that there was this scientist doing experiments on all these people and there's five lost souls. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like doing weird. He was like trying to commune with the dead and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So she's going through it but she's playing a video that kind of looks like the video from the ring and kind of going oh, yeah. through it, all of it this reminded stuff. me of um unchen and Lou. yeah yeah just like weird cuts and black stuff. and white I'm video like, yeah, a lot of weird okay. cuts, i want to watch that movie and i'm like <laughs> this is again like as they're doing the setup for this movie i'm like this is legitimately conceptually very solid i'm i'm enjoying this like as um an escape room this would be fun like as a, like an actual event like all of these things are really fun and it's kind of like 
it, it takes a while to get there, which is a problem just with the overall pacing of the movie or whatever. But that's kind of like our opening 35 minutes. And like once they get kind of through the first room, first two rooms, I'm having a good time. And then we put our main character in a box for literally 15 minutes. And yeah, the, the movie hides in a box falls to it's not even a crawl. It's like yeah. trying to it's just aimlessly rolling around in a single room. And from there on out, there was nothing I enjoyed. Yeah, I about stopped. The movie. I stopped paying attention to it. Like different characters get like drawn off. Like the the guy who's on his phone too much answers the phone, and it's his own wife telling him he has to get out of there. So he freaks out and leaves. And then we find him dead later, and she sees that and freaks out and picks up a phone and has that conversation she just had with him. The the scene where she like we see her make the phone call like into the past kind of thing yeah is not terrible but at that point of the movie it's we're kind of like past the point of point of redemption yeah yeah slogged so she's doing she's kind of gets stuck in a time loop which then that carries over to like kind of like the end of the movie which again is not horrible but it's following 40 minutes of just absolutely nothing. And it's yeah. not enough of like a redemption or it's, it's not cool enough to make the movie worthwhile. There's, there's other, the only other like noteworthy thing that I remember happening is, uh, the dad like opens a door and is transmitted to like an outdoor area where he's near a lake or a river or something. And a naked lady comes out of the water and seduces him. If it was a real and movie, then, it she would have been nude. She's wearing like a shawl or a okay. like slip of some kind. Um, and she, uh, she like kisses him, and then he's suddenly like wrapped in chains and is struggling against the chains and being pulled into the water. And then that just stops, and he's like fallen down, like where he was standing in the house, and it's like. This doesn't have anything to do with anything, so it sucks, but it was like the only interesting thing you did, breaking your format of just having these guys run around in that, the house. That's kind of like ultimately like one of the biggest problems with this movie, uh, despite it legitimately being probably the strongest, if not one of the strongest TV movie offerings I've ever seen. Um, it's... When you say sci-fi original, you're probably thinking something like Sharknado that is made purposely low budget to yeah. like play on the schlock and the name of right. sci-fi original. But not even fun in that way. <laughs> in, right. In the way those movies can and be it, fun. It's and not fun in that way, but the but they were attempting to make a real movie. They just didn't have either the... Um, definitely didn't have the budget. Definitely didn't know have the know-how. Yeah. Like this is like a nothing script. There's nothing actors. It, it's... I, I see why somebody would want to make this movie. An executive, somebody with money, would want to make this movie. It's they got it on reason- Netflix. So yeah. I'm sure they got paid something for that. It's reasonably strong on paper. It just there people were excited about escape forward. rooms for yeah. a while there. Um, uh, I the, I also liked that outdoor scene, but it like you said, just to echo it, it, it had nothing to do with anything. It doesn't connect yeah. with anything. And and again, to to repeat myself, like we get the little time loop scene with the the girl taking the phone call um into the past, and then um our climax of the movie is kind of like a time loop where the dad and daughter have to 
redo everything now with the like, kind the of knowledge they had alive yeah um they see themselves solving the puzzles before them and stuff that's could be a little fun but they they don't do anything with that loop there's like no not really it, it, there's no resolution at the end so they get out and they open back up into the bathroom of the diner where they had left from and go back to their car that we had seen before with yeah. the daughter getting scared of something in one of the stalls which, which turns them, out to be them yeah. which that's a little bit fun i guess but then they go out to their car uh can't find the key it's been fixed but they can't find the key they go to start it and uh the lock has been replaced by an old-timey creepy lock and then the camera travels into the lock and then just lingers on the outside of the house as if to suggest something sinister yeah they're still in the house i guess is it's nothing (laughs) it's goddamn nothing um yeah they're like yeah we gotta leave this open-ended that'll really fuck with people i feel like that's kind of all we have to say about the movie too yeah no i'm done we were it's a very quick nice concise go through of that movie well yeah there was only like four things to bring up i got to bring up the guy's filmography and that uh he and the chad were fighting over fucking his own daughter um yeah it's if you're if you have Netflix, this could be a throw-on in the background movie. You're not going to get anything out of it, so you don't really need to pay much attention. Obviously, like this was something that I wanted to watch as a horror fan just because as a horror fan, and if you're a horror fan out there, you, you're you constantly chasing that dragon of finding a hidden gem amongst... Let me the tell you, no weeds. dragon here, buddy. <laughs> no. Uh, not even a damn drake. So, you know, if you've got Netflix, you can watch it for free quotes because you're paying for netflix but i think it's also on hulu it was on hulu um yeah let's talk about what's at least a real movie 2019's escape room uh like we said directed by adam robitel starring some real people uh strongest thing just kind of like some broad stroke stuff before we get fully into it i love the production design on the movie the way they designed these massively kind of overdone and it doesn't uh, just feel like they're in one building or one house or something like there's a point where they escape a fire room and go into an ice room yeah there's and one of the characters says might be a dumb question but are we outside right now yeah (laughs) Um, there's there's a lot of really the, the rooms that they go into are uh insanely elaborate big and thematic um and are done really really well they look visually they look well not just from like a conceptual standpoint but like the actual production design yeah. that like the production design department did on the rooms is incredibly solid yeah. um they, they feel immersive uh it's uh visually fun to watch um and that's about all i have to say overtly nice about the movie outside of tyler labine because I just really like Tyler Labine. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a a bunch of people end up uh, going to an escape room where our main character is Zoe, um, a shy girl, um, really, all, really smart all, student. They all receive mysterious uh, puzzle he- Hellraiser lament configuration esque puzzle boxes. That it's so funny that they give them these elaborate puzzle boxes, and once they get them open, it just tells them to go to a website and register. It literally <laughs> pops open to just a business card, which actually, um, 
one of the 2017 escape rooms, the one with the six friends who are all horrible people, uh, similar thing. Girl is like researching a bunch of escape rooms and then she gets a thing on her uh, doorstep that's a little box that she has to solve, like hit buttons on the outside in the right order and it projects a website. On, that's like, at least a there's lot a projector better. in there that projects the name of a website Jesus. that was like escape this room.com or something Jesus like Christ. horrible um yeah that's so goofy but yeah they all get to the escape room um they're in a lobby and then one character goes to leave and then they realize oh it's already started the they're in a giant oven basically and have to weigh down coasters with glasses of water to make a hatch open it's like it's, it's fun it's fun this is it feels like a pg-13 saw based yeah on the, an escape room very much so uh especially like later saws saw three and yeah. onward where you have uh like one person kind of going through a series of different trap rooms yeah. with uh specific things going on that's that's exactly what this movie is also reminiscent of saw because we discover later that uh everybody's in this for a reason there's some organization that's been studying all of these people they find out that all of them were the lone survivor of some sort of accident um our main character zoe um was in a plane that crashed she was the only survivor of the plane crash um tyler labine's character was in a mind collapse uh the the kind of male lead ben is uh he was drunk driving and killed all his friends and he was the only survivor. Um, there's uh, like the hot lady from um, True Blood. Uh, she had served, served overseas and uh, uh, her whole platoon IED had was exploded was... and killed everybody but her. Yeah. Um, and then there's a room for each of them specifically so her with the fire i she guess was, is, she was burned really badly yeah, in the so explosion the hot room is for her and then the guy who the survived guy. the capsized boat and was yeah. freezing to death that's why they have the cold room. ice room later yeah um, I, I don't really know who the upside down dive bar is for the maybe dirty that's guy. just because the guy was drunk i don't know well, he kind of maybe, had, maybe um, they're not all straight one to one. Like they're that. not all straight one to one because um, Ben in the cold room, like they need a seven letter word. He realizes that it's Rudolph and remembers oh, that they were the all singing Rudolph the Red yeah, Reindeer when they crashed. Um, so there's little things in there to kind of like trigger all of them. Our uh, nerdy guy who has done escape rooms a bunch of times kind of dies before we find out that they're I was all gonna sole say, survivors. We, yeah, we don't know what he survived yet, do we? Yeah, and. And like Dan said, it's some organization that's done research, but it's this kind of like high stakes gambling sort of thing. And we have a character later in the movie when that gets revealed. Also talk about how the corporation like last year was Division One athletes. Uh, the year before that, it was like something else. He says two different groups and like they're trying to see if like luck played an in or kind of thing, yeah, which is very Jigsaw. Survivor. Like you already mentioned where yeah. it's like Jigsaw is like constantly talking about in the Saw movies in his own just horribly hypocritical way of being like like oh you got to have the survival instinct yeah. and I've, it's like i've never killed anyone i don't i've never killed anyone detective 
they all made a choice. It's like, fuck you. Just, you kidnapped somebody and put him yeah. in a barbed wire coffin. Put in the fucking first one when he just has a shotgun on a string that's aimed, yeah. supposed to kill Danny Glover. Like, how are you going to say that that was even one of the traps? I, As somebody who <laughs> literally watches every Saw movie every year, uh, I have never understood anyone's kind of uh, obsession with Jigsaw as a villain. He... Uh, is so sanctimonious and such a horrible, hypocritical uh, piece of shit. He's Absolutely. drinking his own Kool-Aid. He deserved everything that ever happened to him and so much more. Um, um, the other big uh, uh, kind of, not reference point, but the other movie I get the big vibes of <clears throat> is uh, Cabin in the Woods um, for the fact that like they're being watched and studied. Everyone knows everything about them. They're like yeah. paying attention to, I guess, any kind of like battle royale kind of thing, like the hunter battle royale, battle royale or yeah. um, one also of those like two. just like Hunger Games. Yeah, just watching how these people in a controlled environment um, survive. I think the, there's the goofy little bit at the end where she hacks. They think she's dead, but she's uh, like stayed alive from the poison gas. She was inhaling oxygen, and uh, she ha- hacks the. Um, the computer system that broadcasts uh, all of the players in quotes with X's over them um, and has just the one guy in play. She adds the game master to in play and yeah. resets her own life and then shoots him with a gun um, all in the course of like four seconds. You mentioned it. So this is kind of like a I'm going to use this as a very easy and good segue for it. Um, so thank you for that is uh that the poison room sequence which is the fourth room that they get into in the series of uh kind of their escape rooms uh is far and away without a doubt in my mind the weakest segment of the entire thing so they're in this uh what's supposed to look like kind of like a Donkey or run down sort of emergency room yeah. or like a field op medical they've recreated thing. all of their medical beds from whatever yes. incident they survived so they find uh they basically realize that in three minutes um when this timer goes off a, a, a bunch of gas is going to be let into the room unless they do something with an ekg machine yeah uh they think that Initially, they think they need to get their heart rates up. Then um, the one guy, Jason, realizes that they need to get their heart rates down. After he's already killed uh, the Tyler Tyler Labine character, character, the heaviest set one, they're like, you've already got the highest heart rate. We'll just get yours up higher by like shocking him with an EKG and shit to the extent he dies. And then he realizes he needs to sit and meditate in the poison until his heart rate lowers. And that lets them out. Very goofy. So the the reason I say that it's probably... (laughs) the weakest segment um is that there are so many things that are just entirely emblematic of what are my main gripes with this movie uh our main character uh she realized she's like a physics student or something and yeah she's she's studying like theoretical physics yeah so our our opening sequence is they're talking about uh you know the theory in physics where like a, a like a uh basically a watch pot never boils yeah uh, atoms under observation will never change. Right. You have to not be witnessed to change your state, whatever. So she starts breaking all of the cameras, knowing that somebody is watching them. She's like, we need to get 
ourselves out of their view so that we can change our state. Everyone is incredibly dismissive of her, which right. they are the entire movie. She's been right on almost everything or at least had good ideas this, on almost everything. This is everything. kind of the point where she comes around, she stops being meek, yeah. um, decides to stand up for herself and what she thinks and is screaming. It's after This is right after um, uh, Amanda, the the soldier lady mm-hmm. from true blood had died and she took that very emotionally because they had some right. sort of small connection. So it's a good, it's a good character moment for our main character, but everyone is still being in- incredibly dismissive of her, which is frustrating as a viewer. Uh, Jason is still being extremely dickish yeah, and rude to everybody. Um, Tyler Levine's character still, for some reason, has no idea what is going on. Uh, Ben, uh, he he kind of has the vibe of like, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. He's like, I'm just glad I'm in a movie. (laughs) Uh, Ben, our like kind of second lead and other guy that survives the entire time is also just still kind of like confused or just in a ill adapted to kind of do anything there. So it's like all of these, like just horrible boring character things that have not changed the entire time and we're on our fourth fucking room there's 20 minutes left in the movie and we're still doing all of these nothing has changed and it's like and then the room itself is pretty boring yeah the poison gas is a lot less interesting that room in general feels like we said all the rooms are big but this is the only one where it feels like i don't know what's going on in it because it's big and there's like a bunch of medical beds but yeah. gas filling the room is the whole thing, which isn't that it's supposed to be it, it, at least as per like the exposition that our characters give us. It is supposed to be the room for Tyler Labine's character because he almost suffocated. Right. Um, it's kind of weak in regards to that. Um, Whose was the drug room then? I shoot. Maybe it's the nerd. I maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So it does that, lead that room's to pretty a very cool. fun room. Yeah. Which is uh this room that is has all of these like wild uh Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka kind of impossible angles, MC Escher room kind of like yeah. things. Everything's like it, black and white and there's like a TV broadcasting static. I, I noticed a kind of very an actual like cinematography wise of very very fun shot where they are standing in this room that has these weird angles and jason is to the right and ben is to the left and ben is probably like four inches like the actor is probably about four inches shorter than the guy who plays jason but because of the angles in the room and the way it's shot ben looks like he's about three feet tall and jason looks like he's about seven feet tall <laughs> and then ben, all shit, dude. and then ben starts to stand up to him and moves across the room and literally erases this uh. massive height difference that i'm like wow that's fun this movie actually did a very smart like a very smart shot yeah um but yeah the room's got these it's like painted with like a checkerboard and just like a ska kid's wet dream Mm -hmm. um but there's like a a tv static blaring from this like wall-sized uh tv screen looks like some fucking drug shit yeah and then they uh they try to open a big manhole thing a big like vault door submarine hatch yeah and uh apparently apparently there's drugs on it 
so just by touching that, they both start tripping balls, and it's going to kill them. They immediately so, become that one guy's YouTube channel, the potion seller guy, where yeah. he just puts iPhone filters on himself to make himself different characters. Yeah, their faces are all fucked up. Yeah. Their bodies are contorting. It's classic, like, oh, I think we took too much, man, scene. And they yeah. had to find the antidote, and they're fighting over it and all this stuff. Not, um, It did kind of like remind me of... Um, midsummer when like yeah. they're doing kind of like the drug thing but i mean ari aster is just a better filmmaker so he yeah. did it more subtly to do all the trippy things but it did they were attempting to do something like that yeah. where it was okay for this quality movie. yeah i i thought it was relatively effective like there's a scene like uh jason starts freaking out and telling ben that you're melting you're melting and we get the shot of ben and like his eye starts to drift down his face <laughs> kind of and it's it's kind of it's the cheap way to do it kind of thing it's uh you know simple in after effects yeah. or something like Whatever. that but it's looks, it is looks good relatively for, effective um yeah ben busts out of that um he's what we think is the only sur- sole survivor now um then we cut to uh zoe is still oh the guy explains all the rules to him mm-hmm. and uh he's like all right so i get to go home now and the guy says after the horse wins the race you think they give the horse a prize and then does the piano wire around the neck tries to kill him honestly um, one of the like better just pure lines of the movie is a good line that's why i remembered the, it and said it just the dialogue's <laughs> pretty atrocious of yeah, course for, over, over the whole yeah thing. over the course of the movie yeah pretty bad but that was a nice little line mm-hmm. um he kind of wriggles his way free zoe does her hacking thing that i said before shows up with a gun shoots that guy is just incredibly they, effective with a gun yes yeah, she's super good at shooting a gun even though she's like 115 pounds probably the first her. time this character has ever even held a gun Abs- pro- I mean, possibly absolutely. even seen one in real life um yeah they uh ben gets back to executes the guy um they both get out and go to a hospital uh where she explains the whole thing takes them back to where the escape room happened and it's been completely washed it just looks like um i don't know like where like a homeless uh like emptied out like squatting it looks like they were trying to make it like cabrini green from uh Candyman. I was you know, thinking Candyman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When, they, when they go to Candyman and Cabrini Green and she's walking through kind of like the uh, abandoned rooms of it and it's yeah. just totally destroyed. There's like some furniture that's been like burnt or just like old and moldy and graffiti everywhere. Yeah. It looks exactly, exactly like that. Yeah, exactly like that. Um, our main character puts together, the, the cops are immediately like, um, are you actually crazy and you didn't tell us? Because none of that happened. That guy had drugs in his system. The other guy he survived with. Yeah, because he got he's, drugged in yeah, the room yeah, yeah. and um, he stabs himself with the antidote to like kind of cure she, this thing. She sees on the wall um, over the hatch that they escaped from the first room in, it says, no way out. Uh, she knows she's been pursued the whole time by Dr. Wu-Tan Yu, realizes it's an anagram. Wu-Tan Yu flips to no way out. She's like, oh, it's still happening. Whoa. Did, did you notice the piece of graffiti above the no way out? Was it that symbol? It was a um black sort of, uh, I guess, you, you know, Banksy does just like the stencils, black stencils. It was just a black stencil of a plane crashing. Ah. Uh another little piece she survived a plane crash the production design in the movie 
is yeah, spot on. They're like on top of their atmosphere shit. wise. Yeah, they're yeah. doing fine. There's plenty of issues with this movie. Like it's not as we're actually making it sound way better than it is. It's yeah, pretty it's, shitty. It's about the first time we watched movie. it. I gave it a one, and this time I upgraded to a two, uh, because of how much better it looks by comparison to No Escape Room. Um, but yeah, then we get like a it's it's before the credits, but it feels like an after credit sequence where, uh, it's like six months later. Um, Ben and Zoe are the two survivors meet up. She's like, realize that this must be happening all over the place. They're going to go somewhere and, uh, figure it out. And, uh, she bought them plane tickets to New York. Um, we cut away again to, um, like a plane crash escape room that's happening. The flight attendants are like solving escape room style puzzles as a plane's crashing and they fail. And it says, uh, the simulation's over, and it's the evil corporation that does all the escape rooms planning to crash her plane as she comes to New York when we do, uh, where we will pick up uh, after we see eventually probably both of us Escape Room 2 Tournament of Champions now yeah, in theaters. I'm, I'm, very ho- I'm hoping to get out to see it before it leaves. I think I've got to go... Uh, oh, some, sometime this week because i don't think it'll survive i really want to see the green knight i, I care too. much more about seeing that immediately than possibly missing escape room two tournament of champions um so do you you have a segment plan for us i think that's about it mm-hmm. that we got for escape room 2019 yeah, I got nothing else on it. um you've got a segment for us but before we get into that do you want to do did you have a that guy or a hottie or are you just we skipping that entirely yeah i'm good okay I was just these movies didn't earn it. I was like, maybe I can find like a that guy from at least Escape Room. There's no way. There's like six people. The only guy would be whatever the guy's name we were saying from Tyler Tucker Tucker and Dale. Yeah, Yeah. you're fine. You're our hottie of the week, Tyler (laughs) Labine. It can be you because we like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Don't know, I don't know or care anything about the rest. You of get you actually get that guy and hottie of the week certificates. That hot guy. That hot guy of the week. Yeah. Um. So you presented to me a segment. Max, idea. I hope you've got your notes ready. Uh, I'm pulling out the whiteboard. Got a list. Uh, um. Oh, you physically wrote down a list. Uh, you're just doing fully work by picking up a piece of paper. No, I actually wrote down oh, a list because cool. I, I had a spare piece of paper and a pen with me at work nice. when I was looking over when I was doing my research for this segment. Now this is based on good friend Andre of the Pod. Oh yeah, friend no, Andre but I've got a name for week. it though. You got to pull out the whiteboard and stuff because it's draft day. Draft day. We're drafting. <laughs> Uh, Andre said in last week's episode that he feels that that there has not been a great comedy released since Superbad. He was just speaking off the cuff. I'm sure he could think of something that he likes. And he specifically said he prefers serious movies also. But it's stuck in my craw, and it's a similar sentiment that they don't make good comedies anymore. A lot of people say this, I think. Um, So we've decided to uh, take turns drafting our top five Favorite comedies since Superbad was released in, I believe, August 2007. How do you want to? I have a dice here. I have a, I have a six sided oh, dice. Yeah. I have multiple sided dice. Do you, all the odds, you'll be even to determine to go first. number um, one. There's only two okay. of us, so we don't need to do snake or anything. We'll nope. just go back and forth after that. Three odds. I will be going first. Go ahead, man. <clears throat> Step Brothers. Dang, that's a good one. Came out the year after. Yeah. Uh, it is probably, it's, 
it is uh, of like in that my top era, five like Will Ferrell movies, man. Yeah. That's that's like the one that really it hit at the exact right time for me. I was smoking a lot of weed when that movie came out, and I would just I had it recorded on our DVR, and I would just throw it on all the time. There is so much from that movie that I will never forget, and that I say a lot. Uh, it's it's an easy number one overall draft pick and great comedy since 2007 draft for me. Um, um, what do you have for your first? I'm writing down what we are picking so I can oh, okay. say the list at the end. I can, I'll, um, I'll go through and touch this up too. So. I don't think I want to be the guy who takes stuff off the board before you have a chance to take it. Draft your draft your list. This is the one that I really want, and I know you'll take it quickly. I'm not just taking it. Like, I don't think you like it more. There's some on here that I could okay. take because I think you like them more, and I could take them defensively, but I don't want to play oh, that I game. Mean, I have not. I didn't, that didn't even come into my I got to pick MacGruber. Oh, dude. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I'm, I'm happy I got it. I'm happy it didn't go first overall. I'm just happy to make it to me. I maybe didn't get the n- running back number one, but I got a, I, I got a number one running yeah, back. Yeah, M- MacGruber is so good based on a little dumb MacGyver SNL sketch uh and then the the we not to spend too much time on this just some quick snippets about each one uh the the direction they take that movie based on a 30 second snl sketch is uh one of the wildest funniest things i've ever seen will forte is such a fucking delight dude i love will forte he should be allowed to do more movies talking about uh endlessly quotable things from that movie i can't anytime i need to say no with emphasis it's no 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 yeah. no no uh we say i'm gonna shoot all yep. the time all the about time. all kinds of stuff um i'm surprised we don't say that more when we're uh teeing off at disc golf honestly that i'm gonna shoot is so gonna good shoot, yeah um yeah ryan philippi with celery in his ass is so good <laughs> max what you got number two i i am gonna take this one um in and i know you just said that you weren't going to do this oh but I'm going to take this one uh, in the event that you do possibly take oh, okay. it from me. Not okay, to take okay, something okay. from okay. you. Black Dynamite. Yeah. 2009. I, that's that's one specifically I wasn't going to. I've thought about taking that early. Um, you showed me that movie recently. I couldn't in good conscience take it from you. A, a movie I want, A movie we talked about at length when we did yeah. it and what, what you've been watching. It's, so fucking good. It is the... Uh, it it made my like short long list of movies I was considering yeah, for like sure. A, yeah. Um it I I firmly believe that if you are teaching a film class and you want to show uh an example of parody homage in its purest greatest form Black Dynamite has to be on your short list. So it good. is it it is also it's just it's so fucking funny. It is such a good movie. Yeah, go watch it right now if you're like me and I, you hadn't seen it. It's yeah. so man, it's so fucking good. I should note though, I just showed you my sh- in quotes short list, which is a long list of movies I was just considering yeah, for this. This is I've probably got too. 30 fucking movies on here. There's so many good movies, so many good comedies. I could have this kept is going. me like I was trying to really pick comedies too. Like, not go, like, Wes Anderson or, like, a movie I thought about is In Bruges because it is definitely comedic, but I wouldn't call it a comedy first and foremost. I'm kind right. of mostly sticking to movies that are just, like, first and foremost overall a comedy. I also tried to do something similar. My number two. I am so glad it made it back around to me. 
I was worried you would take McGruber. I was gonna be so mad if you took Walk Hard, The Legend of yeah, Dewey yes. Cox. Dude. Walk Hard's so good. It's so good, dude. Me, me and Kool Aid watched that in theaters together with a bunch of other friends and my high school girlfriend. And Kool Aid and I specifically were falling over each other laughing, just the two of us having the best time in the world to the extent that we made everyone else with us uncomfortable. My girlfriend was like jealous of how much fun I was having with Kool Aid. Uh, I mean, I it's so fucking fun. It's so good. Talk about perfect homage parody, whatever. Yeah. God damn it, I love it. Um, my number three. I am going to uh take. Little, little tiny little mockumentary called "What We Do in the Shadows." Damn, um, good pick. Taika Waititi, Jemaine Clement. Uh, I mean, it's spawned a TV show now that has shows good three too. seasons on FX. Uh, it's it's incredible. It is such a smart, funny little movie. Um, that was like just outside it, my it. top tier. Um, I was, I was, I was, I was really considering taking that one. Damn, dude, there's so much heat still left on the board. I know. I know. Uh, I'm going Jackass Three. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on there, and I was like, "Man, we because we Jackass Forever is about to come out. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it in the theater before we saw Old to bring it back to what you've been watching from this episode. And um, what just special fun movies? I've talked to Kool Aid about this. Um, Jackass has come around to me to be so much more than just like a you know guys hitting each other in the nuts. It it has such a legitimately wholesome quality to me, especially in the movies mm-hmm. of just watching a group of friends just having a fucking great time to each other. And I have a greater appreciation with YouTube prank culture how Jackass always, always, always they themselves. The joke's the, always on them. Are dude. the butt of the prank. Yeah. They are harmless to everyone around them for the most part. They do a little bit of like guy on the street stuff, but it's normally like, let's put somebody in a funny outfit and, and make them go say poo-poo. Yeah. Or something. And it's like kind of just, it's that. Um, they're always hurting themselves and nobody else. And big ups to Johnny Knoxville and the boys for that shit. I love it. Can't wait for four. We stand. That's it. That's a day one watch. It's yeah. releasing October 22nd with some of my most anticipated movies of the year. We're going to have to. I feel like I'm going to. I'm going to watch like one of the good movies I want to watch. Uh, French Dispatch or uh, uh, Last Night in Soho or one of those. Mm-hmm. And then also Jackass that yeah. same day. Because I'm not trying to like double down on the serious ones. But maybe, a- maybe I'll do Soho and Jackass and then. Later that weekend to do French Dispatch and Jackass again. again. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go on like a, a Friday or Saturday night, get an early showing of French Dispatch, go have a nice dinner and cocktails, come back, <laughs> little lubed up, see Jackass in theaters. Get some cocktails before Jackass. Number four. Yeah. I'm going to take... It's getting tough now because there's so many good ones. It left. is getting tough and I'm trying to jump around with... Uh, representation of actors and uh, people. I am going to take, and I wrote them down together, but specifically I'm going to take 21 Jump Street. Ooh. Um, Another movie that kind of, for me, came out of nowhere to be as funny as it is. Yeah. You got Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. I like wrote it off. I didn't even know it was going to be that good. And it's so fucking funny. I, again... They're both good. A movie that I say, I tell people I'm going to beat them off, beat their dick off with both hands... 
all the time. It, it who knew Channing Tatum was that good of a comedic actor? The, the most quoted, of course, is from Twenty Two Jump Street. My name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. Um, yeah, it really is. I was yeah, also, those movies are both so good. It's I was so also weird just talking so this uh, <coughs> weekend while we were out playing disc golf about how much the uh, one of the side characters uh, and like their little unit uh, delivers a line saying that they were off finger popping each other's assholes mm-hmm. and just her delivery of it where she puts just a bunch of emphasis on popping and then yeah. makes like a finger motion yeah. has stuck with me so much. It's so funny. Dude. What's your number four? Oh, God, it's really getting hard here. I can't let you have it at a five seed. I don't know if it's what you want. Tropic Thunder coming off the board. Yes. Uh, A movie I watched recently was a little bit more problematic than I remembered, but it it still holds up. If you can yeah, kind I mean, of he's allow in, it to he's exist in blackface, within his time but like frame. the jokes on him. I'm not even talking about the blackface. I'm, oh. I'm talking about the R word stuff. stuff. Yeah. Oh, no, they say the R word a lot. A lot. <laughs> I probably haven't watched the movie in a year and a half. A lot, so. a lot. It's like one of the main cruxes of the movie. Um, but yeah, it's still, I still had a good time watching it. I, I'm. I'm I'm with you on there. It's on my it's on my list. I'm still picking it. <laughs> totally fine. Uh number five. Last one. My uh fifth pick. And I'm taking this um I I possibly in just gross defiance of Andre's comment about super bad in general, is book smart. Mm. Girl super bad. Yeah, that's a bad pick, but it's fine. I so it's <laughs> There's there's picks that I have. It's good that I would put above it. Um, yeah. uh, Tucker and Dale made my list. Yeah. Um, the other guys is a movie the, that the I really other guys to is pick. way up there. I almost had the nice guys also. Um, there's a, I mean there's a million. I like literally have like a list of like thirty movies. But here. Booksmart is very very good. Uh, it I I it was a movie that I watched myself and comedies are kind of a crapshoot when you're watching them alone. I giggled my way through the entire thing yeah, it's really good i thought it was a, a very very fantastic movie and again i'm, I'm taking the it only more thing of... that bugged me about that movie is when they get into sudeikis's car and he's got a warren for president sticker oh yeah like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but again yeah it's it's basically just super bad made in you yeah, know, they 2019 did, they did, and they did a really really great job with it it's uh, I I I, the, um, I hesitate to say that it's just as funny, but it is extremely funny. The girl um, who's not Jonah Hill's sister, the mm-hmm. other girl in Booksmart, yeah. was the uh, the girlfriend who overdoses in Ben is back. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Shit, dude, you put me in a real tough spot. I opened it up for you. I, Fuck, I, I wanted to take the opportunity to talk about Booksmart. I really want to take Four Lions. Oh man, I really want to take Pineapple Express. I really want to take Pop Star. I really want to take the trip. Yeah, take the one. Hangover. Ah, the first Hangover, dude. I know. Um, I'm taking a Homer pick. You would never have picked this. Nobody else would have. I'm picking Be Kind Rewind. One of my favorite movies. Uh, Jack Black and uh Yasin Bey and Danny Glover and Mia Farrow what a fucking movie and then just a bunch of first-time actors who are just from a random place in new jersey 
I fucking love Be Kind Rewind, dude. I watched it so much in high school. I made like all my friends watch it. Nobody liked it as much as me, I don't think. Um, I love it. Damn, dude. You you mentioned uh, Pop Star. Pop Star is Never Stop, dude. Never Stop. So good. Uh, Hot Rod is d- the disqualified by like two months. I. <laughs> I just looked it up because I was yeah. reminding me of Hot Rod. I'm like, could I possibly sub a pick and squeeze Hot Rod in there? Came Hot out, Rod came was out released like two before Super on August 3rd, 2007. Oh, so like two weeks before Super, Super Bad, Bad came out August 17th. Yeah. It was literally two weeks ahead of time. Otherwise, Hot Damn, Rod dude. may have been my number one pick. Yeah, Hot, Hot Rod would have had to go way early for sure. Like, uh, Borat had come out too early. Um yeah, there's there's plenty of heat yeah. from earlier in the thousands. Um, yeah, all, I, I got a million more. On all this of this just list, to say, yeah. Andre, you're wrong. Yeah, we love you, buddy. Thanks for coming <laughs> on the pod. We had a great time, but that stuck in my craw. I was like, no, we got to talk about comedies that are good. Maybe people don't. I mean, people know about most of these movies. People know about, about most of these movies, but it's, yeah, I th- you know, we got a uh, finalist for Max, and these are in no particular order, just how we. Yep, felt to draft them for me at least. Uh, Max, we got Step Brothers, Black Dynamite, What We Do in the Shadows, Twenty One Jump Street. I'll give you Twenty Two Jump Street. You get the Jump Streets, and Booksmart. Uh, and then Dan has McGruber, Walk Hard, Jackass Three, Tropic Thunder, and Be Kind Rewind. Um, if you guys listen to this and want to vote on who drafted the better list, um, we'll, what, we'll post uh, the list. When hash, this comes out. Hashtag. Maxinista or hashtag uh do you have an alt for Dan's the man? No, it's that's the best fine. I got. Uh it's not great. Maxinista's a little better. <laughs> um yeah, vote for whichever Dan one you file. want. Danophile. Um yeah, these are all good. <laughs> these are Make all, up your own. These are all passable. Uh-huh. Um Max next week. Yeah, let's let the people know what we're watching. We're staying. Uh, these are barely horror movies that we talked about today. Yeah. They're like horror they're in the broad horror. sense. Yeah, like I said, PG thirteen saw it their best. Um, we're gonna stay in horror though, firmly. Uh, we're watching damn wolf movies. Uh, we're gonna. I watch, love a wolf movie. I do too. <laughs> um, we're watching nineteen eighty one's Wolfen and The Howling. And then there is a third sub-in option that's uh, uh, American Werewolf in London. I will be watching all three. I will, too, because I fucking love American Werewolf in I London. I do, too. For some reason, um, the Wikipedia list, we've probably told people this before, that there's always, oh, when you watched Rapture Palooza the other week, there's the list just has two movies mm-hmm. that are like the biggest twins, and then sometimes in the comments next to it, it'll say that there's a third, or in some cases, fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever, option that also fits the same criteria. Yeah. Um, uh, no and, spoilers, but there's one on that list that has six mm-hmm. potential options. Yeah, we've and, been, we've been uh, pushing we that one back that for a mega <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be a crazy one. Um, this yeah, also, I'm, I'm gonna watch an American Werewolf too. So I, I mean, too. let's just soft tell the people we're talking about. All um, uh, this is exciting for me because it also gives me an opportunity to watch The Howling Two. Your sister's a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I just really weird. wanted to say the name of it. Yeah, I'm glad you knew the whole name. Yeah um so thank you guys all for um listening up to this point if you have please continue to listen because i'm gonna tell you where you can follow us oh you shout out to lee and mark at no nonsense trivia uh their episode is already out it's already out we're we're recording this so you'll hear this uh a week and a half later or so but yeah as uh, as we we were just on with them yesterday yeah as we stand here we recorded with them yesterday the episode will have been out for a week or two now but it's always fun to um 
go over there with those guys. It's always fun to have them. You've heard over them both here. on here separately. We're gonna get them both in together for an yeah, episode. We're sometimes. we're cooking up some dates for that and what the movies will be. So uh, keep looking forward to that. Um, if you'd like to follow us on social media, we are at Doubled Feature on Twitter, Doubled Feature on Instagram, Doubled Feature Podcast at Gmail dot com. If you'd like to shoot us a line on the electronic mail, uh, we would like to thank Ryan at Ryan Laser for our theme music. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. And Sam at Hero Institute on Twitter for our beautiful logo art. You can follow Dan and I both separately and personally on both Letterboxd and Twitter. Dan is at Danny Jankum. I am at Mac underscore dead. Also, we would appreciate if you go on to uh, uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you can rate and review a podcast and leave us a nice little review and a five-star rating. Uh, also, there's a website called Podchaser that you can go on and leave ratings and reviews. It, it would help us out, get more ears in here to listen so we can do Review some more fun stuff. Review wherever you listen, please. Five stars. Yeah, I appreciate it. Four and a half stars, the lowest I'll take. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. No lower. Um, and that covers it from my end of the kind of wrap-up of our little program here dan any last words for the fans uh yeah speaking of uh fantastic comedies of the 21st century fantastic mr fox oh yeah that too but uh i was just gonna say my wife Double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Double feature.